Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Coming at you from the downtown Fargo studios. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today. Got a great, great show planned for you. Okay, I didn't plan it. Well, I planned part of it, but it's an awesome show. And we just want to thank uh, Real Presence Radio and all the people who work. Had a great, great conversation with uh, a lot of the staff here beforehand. It's just it's, it's a fun group of people, a holy group of people. And uh, glad to be part of the Real Presence Radio family. Again, my name is Tim Moser. Uh, we have Christina Lahr is going to join us in just a moment. She's the assistant communication, uh, communications assistant, there we go, at the Diocese of Fargo. She's written a book, a children's book. Uh, read it. My son loves it, and so do I, to be honest with you. And uh, so they're going to be on. Chad Prasowski and Chris Haycraft from Catholic Charities are also on. And uh, great, got a great second hour for us as well. But as always, let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we contemplate the wonderful mystery between ascension and the arrival of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, Lord, prepare our hearts, open our hearts, for the arrival of the Holy Spirit anew into our hearts. We thank you for the gift of your Son, his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension, which opened the gates of heaven for us. Help us to embrace that truth and to seek that truth with our whole being. We ask this as we put at the feet of our Blessed Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Pentecost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome again, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. We have Christina Lahr here with us. Christina, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. I know I walk by and see you several times a day, but that's way cool. And, uh, you know, it was, what, a month or two ago now that uh, we were just chatting a little bit and... And I found out you'd written this children's book, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And so I wanted you to be on so we could talk about it. So we're going to do that in just a minute. But tell our listeners who might not know you a little bit about, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school, all those things. Sure. I grew up in Sox Center, Minnesota, actually out a um, little south of Sox Center mm-hmm. on a dairy farm mm-hmm. with, uh, with my parents and my siblings. And um, I went to Morris, Minnesota for school, the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and... Um, a couple years after that, I started working for the Diocese of Fargo here in Fargo. That, that is great. That is awesome. Um, so when did you first start getting interested in writing and all? I mean, you know, hey, I kind of kind of like to write. Pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> um, Two years old, let's write a story. Yeah, I think I, I started writing little stories when I was like in second grade, third grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure where those are now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been writing for a long time and... Kind of everything, short stories, novels, um, whatever comes to mind kind mm-hmm. of thing. So. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Mom probably has a few copies somewhere on, right? These little stories, I'm guessing, you know. Maybe. They might be in a box somewhere. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about, about this one. Uh, first of all, tell us what the book's about. What, what's the overall premise? So, Candle's Great Feast is the name of the book, and it's about a little candle that um, 
he's in a candle shop and he's longing for something something more than what all the other candles there's a bunch of fancy candles as well so he's longing for something more than um matching tablecloths and things he wants to light a great feast and so his dream comes true during his first the first catholic mass that mm-hmm. he goes to that's awesome and one of the things that hits me about the book is uh, i liked it's simple but profound you know like you said all these other candles oh they're they're out front they're on display they're big and beautiful you know and he's way in the back you know and and yet uh that simplicity you know of of having an elderly priest come, you know, and, and, and to take the candles. And he, he's not going to be taken, right? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I got to take the last one, you know, and he does. You know, that whole idea of just simple but yet profound, you know, able to light the great feast rather than just hang out at someone's house and do something in, in you know, a normal person's thing. So I, I think it's, it's a great, great premise. I love that. Well, um, how did you get the idea for it? Well, uh, a couple of years ago, I was, I was at the Adoration Chapel here by the uh, St. Mary's Cathedral, and... Um, it was just a, a part of my life where I just felt like I wasn't sure where I was going. I, I wanted some direction in life. I'm like, should I stay in, here in Fargo? Should I go someplace else? You know, what's, what's here for me? And I'd been going to the Adoration Chapel quite a bit um, looking for guidance. And um, eventually I was just exhausted looking at the monstrance <laughs> and just, what, what am I supposed to do here? I don't know. And I was just staring at the monstrance and saw like the candles. There's four candles that are around around the Eucharist, and they're, very, they're, they're plain candles, like any other candles you see on the altar. And I just thought, like, wow, the candles, they just get to be with Jesus all the time until eventually, you know, eventually they burn down, and that's it. But, like, the whole time that they're fulfilling their purpose, they're right there with Jesus, and I just thought that was so so great. And then I just basically wrote the first draft of the story right there, and that was that was very incredible to me because even though I like to write, it's not easy to write. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that was the first time where it just, it was very natural and I was very surprised by that. So, um, yeah, just very grateful that God gave that to me in a very, very clear sort of way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. It's funny you used to say fulfilling uh, its purpose. I think that's great. And being next to Jesus because my three-year-old son now, we're reading it to him. What's that mean? What's that mean? You know, and I said, what's a candle for? Well, he says, it's light. I said, exactly. So he, he provides light. And I said, what better way to do it than with Jesus, right? And then, of course, we went to Mass. And then he sees it. He says, oh, I remember that. You know, so he sees <laughs> the candles at Mass. You know, so, so it's really cool. But what it brings to mind is fulfilling our purpose. And the best way to fulfill our purpose is to be with Jesus as well. You know, so that, that's awesome. So in addition to uh, talking about the Eucharist and uh, understanding the gift of the Eucharist, what other things can you take from it uh, maybe as an artist and as a writer? The importance of that stuff, maybe. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm always looking for like the the good art. I mean, I think it's something that's, it's hard to find. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, especially like I mean, the back in the day, you know, the Renaissance period and all the times, really, you know, big beautiful things in the Sistine Chapel and all of that. But do we see that now? Do we see those masterpieces come about? And I think it's really important that we we work to that. And it's not it's not easy. And it's it takes a lot of time. It feels like a huge waste of time most of the time. <laughs> um, because I, I think for, for me as a writer, it's so much of it. I feel like, am I good enough to be putting in this much time to be to perfect this craft? Because so much of the time it's like, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. And it, you just sort of try and fail, try and fail um, until eventually something comes out and that, that works. But it's hard to push past the all the effort that it takes. And so, um, but I think it's very important that we have beautiful things that speak to 
to the now that pe- what people are experiencing now, what they're seeing now, and bringing something beautiful out of that. Absolutely. We're talking with Christina Lahr, communications assistant at the Diocese of Fargo, about her new children's book, Candles Great Feast. Okay, it's not just for kids. I like it too. This is awesome. Well, you know, you talked about the, the way you're saying in here, Christina. I'm guessing that book just didn't come to you in an hour sitting down in front of the Eucharist. Tell us about the process. It took a while, I assume. Sure, yeah, it did take a while. Um, well, I I had that, that moment in the Adoration Chapel, and I wrote the first draft, and mm-hmm. then it sat in my room for about two years because I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> so eventually, I would every time I would go back to that chapel, that, that chapel specifically, I would hear Jesus saying, are you going to do something with that? And eventually, it's like, okay, okay, I will, I will try. <laughs> so, um, Maybe you said back, are you going to do something with it? What are you going to do, right? <laughs> right, yep. And so eventually... Um, yeah, it was just a lot of research. I mean, looking at different um, different traditional publishing companies, and I really did want to go with a Catholic publisher because usually when you go to a, a publisher, they will team you up with an illustrator. And so I wanted to make sure whoever was illustrating the book knew everything that needed to be in the church. You know, what what do the priest vestments look like? What is the what does the church look like? Where's the tabernacle at? What does the altar look like? All those things. So. I, I went through a couple publishers, and really, the, the Catholic publishing for kids is very—it's a very saturated field, is what I found. Oh, really? And so, um, it turned out that self-publishing was the route that I that I took. And actually, as I was going through that, I was became more excited about that. At first, I I did not want that at all, but um, eventually, it, I realized that there's more control when you self-publish because you you find your own illustrator and you. You can you can tweak every illustration, you know, every process, every step along the way is all within your control. So I I liked that um, just to see what what could come of it. So you don't have to submit it to approval for the publisher and all that kind of stuff, right? No, yeah, yep. yeah exactly. You know, talking about that, speaking of that, it's an interesting story how you uh, how you got your illustrator. Share that with our listeners. Right, I was I was doing my research online, and there I found the Catholic Illustrators Guild. It's a website with a bunch of illustrators, and there was one in particular that I just loved, and I kept coming back to it, and eventually I, I, I emailed uh, Virginia, who's, she lives in uh, Chile, the country. <laughs> I was going to say, in North Dakota, that's chilly here. Yep. <laughs> and so that, that was just, it was interesting to me, like, I've never met anybody from there, and we, we got to talking, and she was a delight. I, I loved working with her, and she actually, I think what I needed the most in that moment was someone who was very joyful and was very new to the project and was just as excited about it as I was at one point. Cause I think at that point I was starting to burn out a little. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, what do I, I'm doing all this research and it's exhausting. But, um, she, she just brought this fresh perspective and was so excited and she did such an amazing job. And, um, yeah, I love working with her. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, do you have plans for another book? Are they on the horizon or? I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. I haven't, they're, they're pretty in the preliminary at this point. <laughs> don't have a first draft written in adoration of a next one yet. I don't, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> but that might come. You never know exactly. I, I noticed Bishop Folda also wrote a nice, wrote a nice little uh, piece on in, in the book for you. Uh, he did. Yeah. Yep. So uh, there's an endorsement from him on the back, which was, which is very nice. That's one of the things that's with self-publishing. It's, you, you need to have, you need to find that all yourself. And so it was nice to have someone that I knew that I could approach and yeah, exactly. No, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. That, that's so true. Now, you also, um, self-publishing, then, I suppose it's also self-promotion and getting the book out. Or how has that been for you, getting it into retail markets? 
It's been good. I um, have mostly just been approaching bookstores on an individual basis. I've been giving them a, a free copy, which actually is, is the great thing about kids' book is you can give someone a free copy and they will read it because it will take them two minutes. So, <laughs> really? um, yeah, so that, that's, that's been really great. And I haven't, everybody's been appreciative of it and really liked it. And it's been, the, the expansion of where it, is, where it is available has been expanding. And that's very encouraging for me. And I'm excited to, uh, excited to, to reach more. But so far, uh, the, it's in Hurley's and Holy Family Bookstore here in Fargo. Actually, in Barnes & Noble as well in Fargo. Nice. Um, also in Hidden Treasure in Sock Center, Minnesota, hometown. And then Bismarck, uh, Mayo Pharmacy there. And then also the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls and Rapid City. And also Gloria Deo in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. Wonderful. That's great. Now, did you have, have to go down to Lincoln, Nebraska to just no. send them one? <laughs> I sent them one in the mail. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's great. That, that's exciting to see that expanding. Um, that, that's really exciting to see that expansion there, Christina. So as you go through this and looking back, um, what do you want the families to get out of it? I really hope that, yeah, families, kids, teenagers, adults, grandparents, whoever, everybody to have a great, greater appreciation for the Eucharist. And I think also after this year of COVID and all that confusion to you know, draw together again and just rekindle what is so beautiful about our faith and what is so beautiful about the mass. And um, yeah, whether you're coming back or you're not um, to, to know that, that Jesus loves you and that he's, he's always waiting for us wherever we're at. So that is what I hope. Wonderful. See, profound, but simple. I tell you the two words that come to, to my mind when I see it are joy and hope. It, it always strikes me how, and, and Romeo or Seneca said this, this candle is always happy. You know, it's always happy, always joyful. I said, exactly. Even in the difficult times, he still has hope. And I just think that's a great thing for all of us, right? Because, you know, how many times do we face difficult times? And our hope is in Christ, right? The surest hope of all. And so I think your book brings that out beautifully, the joy and the hope that we should all have. And something as simple as a candle can fulfill its mission, right? Its purpose by lighting the mass, then we can be joyful and hopeful when we follow what God wants for our plan in life. So, I, you know, it, it taught me too as a 60-year-old, you know, so I think that's <laughs> awesome. Well, Christina, that's great. We're, Christina's going to stick around after the break. We're also going to bring in a couple other people who have read the book and their kids, and we're going to discuss their reactions. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. 
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Come to Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich on Saturday, May 22nd, and experience the treasures of the church. Over 150 sacred relics of the saints will be available for prayer and veneration. Father Carlos Martins for the Companions of the Cross will give a teaching on the church's use of relics that is a scriptural, devotional, and leads to a renewal of the Catholic faith for many people. Saturday, May 22nd at 3.30 p.m. at Holy Cross in Ipswich. Visit holycrossipswich.org for more information. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the mothership here at the Fargo studio. I'd like to thank Eli for producing. I guess I haven't done that. Thanks so much, Eli. Appreciate that. Looking fine, looking fine. Of course, we have... I also said, almost said Christina Haycraft. Sorry, we have Christina Lahr here. She is uh, Assistant Communications Director. No, sorry, don't say the director. Assistant Communications Assistant for That's the right. Diocese of Fargo. Oh, my goodness, that was tough. And we have Chris Haycraft, too, another Chris. She is Head of the Pregnancy Planning and Adoption Services at Catholic Charities North Dakota. And, of course, Chad Prasowski, Director of Development. Welcome, everyone. Thank you again, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having My us. My pleasure. So, Christina, all of us have read the book and, and read to our kids and everything. And we just, I just want to, you know, give some reflections. Everyone kind of has a cool take on it. Chris, why don't we start with you and, and your take on Candle's Great Feast? Yeah, so this book was absolutely fantastic. Um, Did she pay you to say that? Um, well, just a small oh, amount. Okay, so okay. Sorry, sorry. Not okay, much. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not much. Um, I would have said it anyway. Um, but, you know, when I was reading it, I was kind of, I always have the perspective of being a social worker who works in adoption. Um, and so as I was reading it, you know, there's such similarities but between the candle and our adoptive families. Mm. So they have this desire to be great, this desire to be parents, this desire to to let their light shine through, um, you know, their parenting and through their children and um Sometimes they have to spend some time on the back of the shelf, um, and they really have to wait until God decides that it's their turn to shine and it's mm. their turn to be selected. And so, as I was reading it, it just you know hit me that it it is really similar to the journey of a lot of our parents um, who are you know growing their family through adoption. So mm. that's so cool. I mean, the more I hear from other people, is it's that there's a different. Everybody comes in with their own experiences, so there's a different take from everyone and. I just think that's such a, I don't know, that's such a cool thing to hear, that there's d- different ways of looking at it. Right. So. And and the theme of the book is really, you know, 
something that we all probably experience of, of not, you know, having to, to wait to, to do something, to wait to have that experience. And it, and it shows us that God has a plan. Um, and as we look back on our life, everything really makes sense. But as we're waiting, man, it can be hard sometimes. And you're sitting in right. the back and you're sitting in the dark and you just, you want to be part of something so great. And I think each one of us has that experience in our life in different ways. And so this, this book is going to speak to every child that's going to love it and every parent that's also reading it. Mm-hmm. I think one pivotal point of the book um, when, when the priest comes to get those, those other candles and then the one, but he's the one left, only one left. That's the one time in the book where he kind of has this down, downtrodden face. Other than he's joyful. And I think it's so cool because sometimes it just takes a generous act by someone else, you know, and that priest says, oh, he can't leave this one, right? And he brings him in all of a sudden. So it, even then we all... As joyful as we are, right? We all have these moments where kind of, oh, you know, just I worked so hard. I'm the only one, right? You know, and and just to have that that opportunity, right? And then he just he just flies with it. So I remember my, my son looking at that, going, "Oh, this is one time where he's sad." I said, "Why is he sad? He's the only one left." I said, "But what did the priest do?" Well, he said, "No, I'll take you too." And now he's happy. <laughs> so, anyway, it's great. So that's that's one of the reflections from Romeo. Chad, what was you, know, you have lots of young children, of course. What was your uh, reaction and that of your children? Yeah, kind of the same thing. I mean, for me, I saw the the lessons in patience and and the fact that all of us have a a role to play. You know, God has a plan for all of us, and so that was great. Um, my kids loved it, and I enjoyed it as well. Um, it kind of fills a different role because there's. Uh, it's just tough to find good, you know, uplifting books for kids. And we've we've read, you know, a lot of great saint books. Um, there's great series about the Mass itself. And this one kind of shows that more of that creative storytelling um, role to it. So I've told Christina I have all these ideas for her for a sequel. You know, Perfect. I've already been sharing some. So, But I'm sure anything she comes up with would be uh, even better. I mean, we'll take your ideas and see, you know, it just... One little spark of an idea, and we'll, I could run with it, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> She'll take it to adoration about 100 yards away from here, put it before the Lord, and see what he has to say about exactly. it, right? Exactly. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, I already owe Christina some gratitude since she uh, she fixes and really um, um, improves, I'll say improves, a lot of my articles for the uh, diocesan newspaper, too. So um, it's fun to get a chance to read that, and I'm always... Uh, you can get a book from someone that you know, you know, someone that writes it. You just love to support that, share that, and let others know about that too. Exactly. I even got a signed copy. <laughs> Romeo was so excited. Look, and it's just to Romeo. I said, "That's my. That's me." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> that's right. She wrote it to you." So that's that's wonderful. So you know, I I think all these different perspectives are are just amazing. You know, and getting back, I guess, to the hope and joy for a little bit. That's what really hit Romeo as as we're, we're paging through it. You know, and and reading it. He loves now to start reading. So I'll say, well, you know, what's this word? Where's that word as I'm reading? So I'll, I'll follow along with my fingers, you know. And it's amazing how at that age, I mean, I've, I've never, my first child, right? So I've never raised kids. Amazing to me how they really latch on to these little things. And yet he remembers it well. So so we're in Mass one day. And um, and I, I'm, we're kneeling down praying before Mass. And then it's daily Mass. And so that this gentleman goes up to, to light the candles. says, what are they doing? He says, lighting the candles. I said, what does that remind you of? <gasps> Candles greet us feast. They said, I remember that, you know? And I said, and, and why is he lighting them? Well, it says, you know, to light up the altar. So why? Because Jesus is coming. I said, oh my goodness. You know, to hear your three-year-old 
saying these things is just like, you know, it's, it, it, it really is, is, is amazing, you know? So anyway, it's, 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 it's awesome. So Christina, when you wrote this, did you have any idea that, you know, it'd just take off like this? I mean, you're just saying, Hey, you know, God's calling me to do this. Just whatever happens, happens. Pretty much. Um, I, like, I, I felt like God was always asking me to, to look into it, to, to get it out there. And it was, it was scary. And I think that was with, with self-publishing, what was hard for me was, it's an investment up front because you have to pay for the illustrations. You have to pay to get like the, I don't know, get it all formatted essentially. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know what this is going to do. Maybe this is going to be a big flop. I don't know. But I mean, I just felt like I needed to try it and mm-hmm. it's, it's been only great. I mean, it, <laughs> it's been a huge blessing for me uh, just on an individual level, but then also just to see how it's affecting other people is, is just awesome. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised like every, every couple weeks, there's always something new that comes out and I'm, I'm just amazed how the Lord continues to surprise me in new ways. And yeah, I'm just very grateful for that. You know, it just, just thinking there as you're talking, just the whole idea of, of the personal journey that you have too is, is a personal journey that we all have, right? I mean, working, working, oh, this isn't working. It feels like a failure. It feels like, you know, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go with this? What do you want me to do? You know, that idea of perseverance, that idea of hope, right? Okay, Lord, I know you're calling me to do this, but it's hard to do, you know? And uh, and, I know we've all all faced it in our lives, you know? And so I just, it to me is a great personal testimony as well to just say, you know what? God's in control. It's all right. Persevere, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, kind of like, I don't know, I mean, raising kids, you, Chad and Chris, you've raised kids, and I, I don't know about you, but as good as Romeo is, sometimes I go, okay, Lord, okay, I need your help. This, I can't remember, a few times I say, and I don't yell it, but I just say, Lord, this is your child. What are you gonna do at this point? Thoughts from you guys about that? Raising the family and persevering? Comes down to that lesson and a reminder of patience and mm-hmm. knowing that, um, really talk about, you know, you don't have to be perfect. And um, it's also, for me, one of the great things is looking at that with your kids. And, you know, um, to them, you're a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. you know, daddy can, you know, he's strong and he's big. He can do anything. And uh, that's something magical about that. And then just again, too, like, you know, we're reminded it was great this year. We could celebrate Easter more so again and it's kind of fun and that the joy that excitement of of children reminds us about the the great excitement of of christ in our faith Mm -hmm. yeah being a parent is is one of the most amazing things that you know any of us can experience and i think chad had a really good point about that none of us are going to be perfect parents Mm -hmm. that's just not possible and so you know lifting it up to the lord and and saying help me out here help me make the best choices but also um, being humble and letting your kids know i'm not perfect either and so if if i made a mistake or if i if i did raise my voice or whatever you know that's teaching moment you know and every moment can be a teaching moment with your kids yeah so true so true uh so last night my, my wife worked last night and so uh, Romeo sleep in the same room as we are. And, um, so I, I was asleep, but my wife told me this morning that he woke up when she came and mommy, you're home. I missed you. And just crawled over to her, you know, and just snuggled up. her. It's like, you know, things like that, that just, like you said, going back to the superhero, you're right. I mean, we, you know, in their eyes, you know, it's, it's just amazing, you know? So that idea of, of joy that, that comes from, from seeing other people. Well, Christina, we got a, a couple minutes left here. Any, any thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with this, either from the book or just encouragement from what you have experienced going through this moving forward? 
Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, if, if you hear the Lord calling you to something and it's scary, to always just bring that back to Him in prayer, to like, are you are you really calling me to this? Um, and especially, I think, in, in this situation with this book, it was a very unique situation, I guess, because I didn't know anyone else who had written a kid's book before. And so, but even still, even if you feel alone, that the Lord is there with you. And um, if he's truly calling you to something, he's going to make it amazing. And it's not going to be just your efforts. It's going to be him working through you every step of the way. So, and I guess I also with this book too, with the whole process that there were, there were moments that were amazing. And, you know, I was just, just so, so grateful and so joyful through it. But there are other times that were just like, this is really frustrating. This is really annoying. I don't want to do this anymore. I just wish this would go away. But at the same time, I don't. Like, you know, I, I do want to keep it going. Um, but, um, yeah, it's not it's not sunshine and rainbows the whole way. And that's just life, too. So. Yeah. Yep. But, again, the idea of trust. I mean, you say you're called to it. Look at Jonah. He runs the other way, but then he comes back. Jeremiah, I'm too young, but God provides. Isaiah, I'm not worthy, right? I'm unholy, but God provides. Right? Moses, I can't talk. You know, he sends Aaron. God equips who he calls, the old saying is, right? You know, and so if he calls you, just keep on persevering, keep on praying. And I'm sure lots of prayer was part of it as well. So, right, for sure. And, and as parents, maybe we can come back with that prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Prayer with your family, prayer, it's just prayer is indispensable. Well, and I just say, you know, this is so encouraging, inspiring to to all of us, you know, so I'm, I'm blessed to consider um, Christina as, as a coworker and a friend and, you know, we attend the same parish, and so I see that her faith life, and she's very active and involved, and you can tell that, you know, something like this, this effort, it uh, it springs out of that. And so, you know, go to the source, and you look at that, uh, what the source of our faith is. And so it's just encouraging, and, you know, we celebrate um, our, you know, we give out service awards, our Caritas Awards, and we try to do two things. We recognize someone that's doing great work in the community, but it's also to encourage and inspire others and look at and say, you know what, if... If, uh, you know, our friend Christina can do something cool like writing a book, you know, well, what could or what should, maybe what should, what am I called to do? Mm-hmm. So I invite all of our listeners to think about that from the same reason of, you know, hey, maybe God is calling me to do something a little bit, uh, a little bit that might, uh, as you said, test yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Just keep saying yes to Jesus, right? That's exactly. Right. Well, Christina, thanks so much for being on. We appreciate it. Again, a great book, Candles, Great Feast, available everywhere, well, at least uh, about 10 places or so. In bookstores, um, yeah, in Fargo, the Catholic bookstores in Fargo, Bismarck, um, Sioux Falls, Rapid City, Omaha, Lincoln, and Sock Center, Minnesota. Also, if you don't live in any of those places, you can get it from Barnes & Noble online, Amazon online, and also uh, my website, which is com. And if you get it from there, I can sign it for you if you let me know about it. So... There you go. Very nice. A great <laughs> bonus. All right, Christina, so, thanks so much. Communications assistant at the Diocese of Fargo. Her book, Candles, Great Feast. Thanks so much, Christina. God's blessings to you. Thanks for having me. All right. When we come back, we'll continue with Chad and Chris. We're going to talk about walking with moms in need and other fun things. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to segment number two here on Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo studio. We had a great, great first half hour talking about Christina Lahr's new book, Candles Great Feast. If you haven't heard about it, Google it. Find out about it. Get it from Barnes & Noble, Amazon. If you do it there, she can sign a copy for you herself. It's also available in Catholic bookstores around the upper Midwest or North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, I guess. Look at that scene. Look at my geography. All right. That sounds cool. Going to pivot just a little bit now. Uh, Going to talk. Uh, we have a, an initiative that the USCCB um, put out. It was actually going to start in 2020. It was scheduled to start in 2020, right when COVID hit, called Walking with Moms in Need. And we've talked about it a little before on the show, but just in case you haven't heard, basically what it is, um, the bishops have said, you know, and I love it because it's very, very much subsidiarity. It's saying, okay, they kind of have a framework, right? They say, have the parishes, individual parishes, you know, in your diocese, look at what resources they have right there in their backyard. We have pregnancy resources. You know, what do you have for those? What do you have for other resources such as employment, food, housing, those kind of things, right? And then what things are specific just to your church, you know, just to your community? Because you know where they're at. And so we launched that uh, with Annunciation, March 25th. It's been going great. I've, I've been to uh, meetings at a couple different churches, you know, to, and they have some great ideas. For instance, this one church says, hey, you know, 
we've got this great list of resources. Uh, Catholic Charities uh, put together, thanks a lot to Chris Haycraft, put together a, a, an initial document about some resources that they could have, um, you know, um, avail themselves to. And this church says, well, you know what we're doing? We're taking those resources, and now we're taking Google Maps. We're dropping pins there, so now people can click on it and not just have the address, but it's right there. You know, click on it, get the directions. I said, see? That's a great idea. That's a great example of how we can do this. But again, I love the idea because, you know, some church in rural North Dakota is going to know much better what's available. It might be, you know, Aunt Susie down the street, you know, she makes quilts, you know, and whatever, whatever it is, right? And so I think that's great. So uh, that's the idea behind the initiative. And we're partnering with Catholic Charities with this. And I'd like to just have an update, you know, from Chris and Chad about that. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. I know one of the great things you did earlier was bundle up your baby bump. Did I say that right? You did. It's kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? I like it, though. It kind of, it kind of rhymes and flows. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that is, and then the last one is successful. I think you're having another one, if I remember right. We are. So we did this event for the first time in November, and um, it was kind of inspired by the Walking with Moms in Need, mm-hmm. because when you look at what moms in our community need, um, they need a lot of stuff sometimes. Having a new baby, they grow out of sizes sometimes in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, they need safe places to sleep. They need bottles, walkers, diapers, everything. And so looking at how can we meet that need for our community, um, we started an event called Bundle Up Your Baby Bump. And so in November, we gathered a whole bunch of donations and uh, we were able to sit those out and have a one-day kind of shopping event. So mm. everything is free uh, for parents. I love parents. to shop, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything is free for parents in, in our area, and we served over 80 parents. So wow. November, if you remember, was kind of the height of COVID, mm-hmm. um, and we weren't sure if anyone would even come. And we had over 80 parents come and, and get some of those basic needs um, for their new kiddos. Um, and that was fantastic. And so I thought, you know what? Let's try it again. So we have an event coming up again on Saturday. So it's on uh, from 1 to 4 at the Diocese Building here in Fargo, 5201 Bishops Boulevard South. Um, and anybody who is in need of baby items can come and shop for free. Um, and it was kind of a, a leap of faith because when I did it in November, I had probably five years worth of built-up donations mm-hmm. um, that I was able to put out. Um I gave pretty much everything out in November. And so starting this time, I really started from scratch and just put it in God's hands and said, you know, if you want this to happen, God, you got to bring me the stuff. And the community has been phenomenal. And we definitely have stuff. Um, I was washing strollers last weekend, and I think I have like 12 different strollers that I pressure washed last weekend to make sure they're in tip top shape um, for parents this weekend. Nice. I can verify Chris has stuff because last time I went down to her office to talk to her, was like, Chris, are you in there? Yeah, just walk over this and move this. <laughs> She's back there. But there, there's a lot of stuff. And it's, and it's so great, Chris. It must be very, very encouraging to see how the community really responds and just gives. It has been phenomenal. I love um, I love seeing the community just wrap themselves around um, moms and families who might be in need um, and the Shanley students did a baby drive for us ah. this year, and th- it was phenomenal. Um, they just did a fantastic job of, of supporting our program, and it was really fun to watch the students. They came over on Friday um, with their donations and just to, to have them in one place and to, to tell them thank you and to mm. show them what they get to be a piece of. 
You know, it's amazing. Uh, when you think of the youth, especially, I think of, you know, fill the dome or whatever, or sandbag, you know, the people around her that remember that. You give youth a cause and they are on it. And, and, and that's kind of exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's wanting to have a purpose and have something that you can believe in. And so um, a lot of times they don't get their due. And as far as, you know, what the, you know, um, college students, teenagers, and, and younger kids, it's amazing what they can do mm-hmm. when we encourage them and set an example for them, challenge them. They like that. So true. You know, Christina, you, you have a lot of um, experience too, like with teaching CCD with kids and youth and all that kind of stuff, someone like that, you know, and writing kids books. I mean, what are some, and, and of course, let's face it, you're the junior member in this group, <laughs> but some, some of your thoughts about, about uh, you know, young people and, and, and giving them uh, a, a mission, a passion, a purpose, and just letting them go with it. Well, sure. I mean, there was a year I worked with a Reach Youth Ministry. Um, that ministry doesn't exist anymore, but it's a lot like NET, if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So um, I spent a year doing retreats for kids. And I mean, one thing that you're, you're always, I think every retreat you go to, you're always surprised by um, what, what, what kids pick up on. Because sometimes you, you come to a school and you're like, I don't know if any of these kids know much about their faith at all, or I don't know where they're coming from. But then, yeah, you give some kind of cause, or even you just share one story about your life, and they just they're like they get it, you know. And it's, it's amazing how open they can be. And like, like sometimes you, you're like, are they paying attention? It's like, no, I think kids for the most part really are. They just might not show it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, especially yeah, if you if you bring kids together for a cause, I mean, it's. It's fun. It's exciting. It's different, you know. Yeah. And so we just got to give these opportunities. Exactly. I've seen it time and again. Of course, having coached, you know, for thirty years, I, I love camps. I love, I love going out and doing camps, especially for maybe some underprivileged. You know, it's just amazing to see they get together. They're having fun. I think two big things. I mean, faith, fun, and of course, with your for your guys, especially food and family. <laughs> you know, the four S: faith, for food, family, and fun. I mean. It really is awesome when we get to do that and uh, and just to see what they can do. You know, Chad, um, as director of development, obviously we talk about giving, we talk about you just see these Stanley kids giving. Uh, that, that's a wonderful thing. Talk to us a little bit about the development side and this partnership and some ways that we're looking to uh, promote this uh, Walking with Moms in Need and, and the Catholic Charities in Fargo Diocese. Well, first I want to say it's, you know, a fun thing about that. We talk about the students, but the, the neat thing is you often get their families involved. Yep. So, you know, it's not just them, it's their parents. It's, you know, they make it something that you can do together as a, a family activity, which is a really neat thing to, to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, we, we talk about that, the, the partnership and making our services for those that can need it um, can so that they can receive it. Um, there's never any charge to, you know, moms and dads in need um, to, to receive those services. And you know, some of the stories and, and some of the, the clients we have and stuff, it's, um, you know, it's some of the situations is kind of heartbreaking. And so this encourages us, encourages our clients and stuff and to share that with others so they can see what a difference that makes and in someone's life. Um, so, you know, we talk about sharing resources with our walking with moms in need effort, but it's, it's, it works both ways because it's learning about other resources that are in need um, you know, figuring out how you can help those and, and sharing and supporting. So we learn about different resources. And for our standpoint, too, with Catholic Charities, um, just reminding people, too, that we'll travel anywhere in North Dakota to come see them. You know, just give us a call. Let us know. And, uh, you know, we can we can be there. So it's it, it works both ways, reminding um, people that we're here to serve them and serve your, your parishes, your communities. Um, you know someone because you're— 
you know, you're the hands and the feet of Christ and you're the eyes on the ground. And so, you know, a lot of times people see us through referrals from other people. It's that word of mouth. And that's, that's huge. There's so many people we wouldn't be able to serve if no one told them about us. So true, you know. It gets back, at least in my mind, we're talking about all of this to that that personal contact. And let's face it, for the last year we've been going, we realized we missed it, right? I mean, how many Zoom meetings did we have? How many Zoom classes <laughs> did I teach? You know, I mean, glad for the technology. I mean, I'm glad it's there. I'm not knocking it. But it really emphasizes our desire and yearning for that face-to-face personal contact, in, which is which is just so important. That's why I'm excited to, uh, well, like, like your next bundle up your baby bump. I mean, you know, people might, you know... Be a little more relaxed about coming, possibly, Chris? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, We hope that we can have um, even double um, Mm -hmm. the amount of participants as last time. Um, And one thing that was really fun last time is that people were just so supportive. So when they came and shopped at our event, they said, you know, I'd like to give this back. When Mm -hmm. my child is done using Mm -hmm. this, I'd like to give this back for another event. Um, And so my hope would be that the community is just going to kind of take this ball and it will just continue to roll. Um, And those who are helping, you know, who receive help one year or two years or three years would then be the same folks that are supporting those who need it then year four, five, mm. and six. Mm. I love that. Just living with open hands, right? What It's not mine, right? I'll use it when, for when I need it, but then I'm going to give it to someone else in need. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's great. Well, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about God moments. That's right, God moments, how God has worked in our lives and the lives of others. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Come to Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich on Saturday, May 22nd, and experience the treasures of the church. Over 150 sacred relics of the saints will be available for prayer and veneration. Father Carlos Martins for the Companions of the Cross will give a teaching on the church's use of relics that is a scriptural, devotional, and leads to a renewal of the Catholic faith for many people. Saturday, May 22nd at 3.30 p.m. at Holy Cross in Ipswich. Visit holycrossipswich.org for more information. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser here with Chris, Christina, and Chad. Uh, talking about a lot of different things. We've talked about Christina Lars' new book, Candles Great Feast, a great children's book. Check it out on the internet, Candles Great Feast. Talked with Chris and Chad from Catholic Charities about walking with moms in need and bundle up your baby bump. Oh, so inspirational. So speaking of inspiration, this last segment is simply what we call God moments, a special way that you've seen God work either in your life or in the lives of others. Uh, we're going to start with Christina Lar. Christina, share your God moment with us. So this was a little over a year ago. I found it out that I, I needed a surgery done, and it was it was very sudden. It was very um, not like life-threatening kind of thing, but it just kind of hit me out of the blue, and I never had anything done like that before. So um, I had gone into the hospital, and they're like, oh, you could have this done tomorrow. I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> we'll do that. And so the night in between, I was just very nervous, kind of freaked out. Like, I don't know, should I do this? Should I wait? Should I get, you know, a second opinion? I don't know. And actually it was very good that I didn't because this was right before COVID. So if I didn't do it then, I probably had to wait a while. So ultimately that was good. But that night before the surgery, I was in my house and I was, I was cooking, making sure I had meals in case I couldn't move for a week or something. And, you know, my laundry's all done. Everything's clean. I'm watering my plants and I have a lot of house plants. So I did that. And then I Okay, I, and I did more than watering the plants. I was just repotting things and whatever. And so then you know, I go to bed. I didn't sleep very well. I wake up. I'm still really nervous. I can't eat anything. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't know what to do with myself for a couple of hours. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go water my plants again. I don't know. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm looking at all my plants, and I realized that one of the peace lilies had bloomed. And completely out of nowhere, because I had looked at that peace lily the night before, and it wasn't blooming at all, and now it had this giant bloom. And since then, I, it was, I was just overwhelmed with peace from that because I'm like, that bloom hadn't even started yesterday. Like, God had just shot that thing up overnight. And I just, from there, I knew that everything was going to be okay. And everything was okay. Um, but yeah, it was just a very, I know, very clear moment that everything was going to be good. And I was very peaceful. Just even being in the hospital before the surgery, it was actually kind of fun almost like okay we're just learning about how things work and um yeah just very <laughs> very grateful and i i love plants and so it was just kind of funny to me that god used plants to show how much he loves me yeah absolutely what a great story christina that that, that is so awesome i'll just quickly share one related to that um so my dad died over 20 years ago, 21 years ago, and um, he had two brothers. Isn't it weird? This older brother is still alive. He's in his 90s, and his younger brother died, gosh, what, six or seven years ago. Well, anyway, after my, after my dad died, the younger brother, well, he was a little distraught. You know, I had your older brother, and I was like, you know, he's only at 67, you know. I said, oh. He says, okay, Lord, I, I, I need a sign, you know. I, I, I need something. And he lived down in Oklahoma. And uh, so he, he went home. And this wasn't the time when roses bloomed. And, and he and his, and he likes, you know, nice place and he has plants, but no roses, you know, no roses blooming. And so he says, I'm just going to walk in the door. He says, I smell roses. I smell roses. And he looked and the rose bush, you know, that shouldn't have been blooming at all, kind of like we did, was in full bloom. He says, what the heck? Of course, roses are also a sign of our blessed mother. And it's just like, here it was, because he's asking God for a sign that, that his brother, the dad, was in heaven. And I really, I'll be honest with you, I mean, I don't know my dad's 
total interior life. But to me, he really was a saint. I never heard him raise his voice at my mom. I can honestly say I never saw the man sin. I mean, not that he did, and I know he did, but it's just like, here is a guy who's a very godly man, and now my uncle is asking for the sign, and he gives him the sign of, of the blooming roses. So anyway, I thought those kind of cool, kind of tied in with what you said. And he said the same thing, the peace that came over. He just wrote us, emailed us right away, so I just got the sign. It was awesome, you know? So anyway, that kind of a God moment there for us. So anyway, yeah, cool. Chris, what about you? Well, I have all these God moments in, in my head from work that I would love to share, but I have to sh- I have a rose God moment Let's as well. Let's do it. It's a rose so, moment. Um, for my confirmation, I got a rose bush, and it was, we planted it right away. It had gorgeous green leaves, and that was it. It never, ever, ever once bloomed. Um, and it has bloomed three times in my life, and each of those times was when I was pregnant. And so it bloomed the first time out of nowhere when I was pregnant with my oldest son, uh, the second time, um, I didn't share the news right away, and my mom sent me a picture, and she said, the roses are blooming. Is there something you want to share with me? <laughs> Whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and I said, well, I wasn't going to share quite yet, but yeah, we're expecting, you know. Um, and it happened again on the third time that my husband and I were expecting. So I don't know what it is about plants and roses, but I... Um, I feel like there's definitely some God moments in there. So maybe that is is your next book right there. Like God moments through plants, right? It could be, yeah. (laughs) Blooming. Chad, I don't know if you have any plants. No, Chad, if I remember, you kill plants. I don't know if you have a a plant store. And if you don't, that's fine. (laughs) I don't have the the best green thumb, so I have to rely on others. Like uh, sometimes I'll call Christina for a checkup for my plants. Um, I'm still laughing because I'm just thinking of Christina. You know, not too many people talk about how uh, being in the hospital and going to surgery is fun. But uh, there you go. And I'm wondering now what kind of, uh, what variety of roses that... uh, Chris Haycraft had uh, what kind of rose she received for that. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. It is very interesting, and I have no knowledge of roses, so I can't actually answer your question. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've also been blessed with some wonderful God moments in my life, and uh, you know, maybe I'll say those for another time. But just uh, two two thoughts on that is, you know, one is just amazing the timing a lot of times with stuff where it's not a coincidence. Like I think about it, and sometimes you know you run in errands or something, and you run into someone that you haven't seen for a long time, and. It's like, you know what? That's more than a coincidence. And I'm not the only one that said that. I've had a couple of people that have mentioned that lately about how, you know, you uh, sometimes you're you're frustrated because at least in Fargo, you know, you hit a hit a few stoplights and <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, well, it's five minutes later. But then you run into someone that, you know, you know, either God put them in your life for a reason or, you know, maybe you were meant to run into them. They needed to hear from you or see that. And, and so I just reflect when you guys talk about that, how we... Um, you know, God likes to work through us and through others if we're open to, to him and the Holy Spirit. And so how we can be, um, help be God moments in other people's lives. And I see that most, especially with children. And a lot of times, you know, my kids, when they uh, smile, when we would, uh, you know, visit the sisters or something, or just in the grocery store, they might smile. Um, you know, I, I can just see in my head different times where they um, were walking by and just, you know, smile at, uh, you know, uh, an older man there and just how it brightens up their day. And kids have a gift with that, that, you know, um, it's, it's easy for them to do that. And they just have more of an effect on people than, than we do sometimes, no matter what we might say, sometimes just a simple gesture. And so, um, we've, we try to do that and we try to do that. And, and with work too lately, um, we just did an event, um, 
um, you know, for Mother's Day, celebrating that. We did a fun event where uh, we had some um, uh, adoptive uh, children families that um, picked up uh, flowers just to give to uh, to the adoptive families and parents, just as a reminder that, you know, just a simple gesture, but uh, another thing that, you know, we care about you and, and you're loved and to, uh, to share that with others. So I share, again, just those little moments that we can do too and how we can help um, help create God moments in other people's lives as well. Exactly. Not coincidence, but God incidents, right? We have a little bit of time left. Chris, why don't you share one of your, uh, your uh, God moments with us that you were talking about there from work maybe? Yeah, so um, adoptions used to be close. So adoptions now are, are pretty open. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of communication and a lot of um, knowledge between the birth family and the adoptive family. But it, in the past, that wasn't the case. A lot of times women would, um, you know, babies would be born, they wouldn't see baby and they would have no idea kind of what happened um, with baby. And, and luckily we've kind of changed that practice and there is a lot of openness and a lot of adopted adults know who their birth parents are. Um, but we have a, a program called Adoption Search and Disclosure. So when somebody is wanting to reach out and reconnect with, with a birth family or a child that they made an adoption plan for, we can do that. And, you know, Chad says, like, you can't make this stuff up and, mm-hmm. and there, it's, it's not coincidence. Um, we get to see that a lot in Search and Disclosure. So um, we recently had uh, somebody reach out and said, you know, hey, I'd like to find my birth mom. Um, they lived in a really small town in a, in a state, not North Dakota. Um, and so we said, okay, great, let's see what we can do. And, and we just take the original file from, you know, 52 years ago mm-hmm. and, and try to start there and, and find this person today. Um, and so when we did find her, she lived in the very same town, very same small town in a different state as the person who was searching, you know, so their birth mother, birth daughter, and they live in the same town. Like you just can't make it up. Um, there's been multiple times when somebody has reached out and said, you know, I'm ready to search. I would like to search for my birth mom. And maybe we haven't been able to find her. And sure enough, she calls and said, I'm wanting to search for my birth son or my birth daughter. And we're able to say, actually, you don't have to. Like, we we know exactly where they're at and they're looking for you. Um, you know, it's it's just amazing. Or we find out they're both pilots or they they both are in education or you know just some real strong similarities we even had one search match that they drove the same make model and color of car wow (laughs) you know i mean you just you just can't make it up and and we get to see those god moments in in our job here at catholic charities all the time and it's just such a blessing to be able to work when you get to be the hands and feet of god and you get to just you know do some preparation and and put it out into into God's hands and, and watch him do some magic. So, Amen. Great God. Great God moments. That's awesome. Well, we certainly want to encourage our listeners to, to be aware of these moments because how does it work in your life whether you realize it or not? And sometimes against me kicking and screaming, right? I'm thinking, why isn't this working? Why isn't it working this way? You know, I'm just banging my head against the wall, basically, right? And then my wife or supposed to say, have you ever thought about this? I go, what? what? Oh, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, there it is. You know, I guess having humility to be open to it, right? I mean, I'm a guy, and I like to think, okay, I'm going to do it this way. It makes sense to me. And sometimes it works. But a lot of times, it doesn't be humble and to be aware that uh, it might not always be that way. Well, thanks again for coming. We appreciate it. So, uh, Christina Lahr, Chris Haycraft, Chad Prasowski, 
Thank you so much for being here, and we will do it again sometime. Sound cool? It was fun. Thank, Thank you, you so for having much. us. And yeah, we appreciate all those that support us, and we say look forward to more about walking with moms in need shortly. Sounds good. Yes, there is something coming. So up next, we'll be looking back at 20 years of Real Presence Radio. So stay with us on Real Presence Live. Real Presence Live.